Hey, what's up, guys? I'm so excited. So I know a lot of you may have seen on social media that I did a challenge to 40 because I don't know if you've listened to this, but on May 2nd, 2018, I'm going to be turning 40 and I'm so excited. And one of the things that we did in the challenge to 40 is we realized what people really need. What are the non-negotiable things that people need in their lives daily, weekly and monthly? And most importantly, you know, internally yearly to continue their journey on being the best them so i developed the ongoing key the ongoing key is a place where you can go to continue to unlock your potential for you to continue to trust and believe in yourself through meditation tools fun fitness food and real life and sometimes a one-on-one talk with me so that you know And you can constantly remind yourself that you are doing the right thing to continue the journey in the best way that you know how. So go to theongoingkey.com. Check it out. Don't just sign up because I want you to sign up. Check it out. Look at what you can get and how you can enhance your body. Most importantly, enhance your mind and enhance your life so that you can continue to grow and have sustainable results. The Ongoing Key is a great place for you to literally just live in the best way that you know how and learn sustainability. Go to theongoingkey.com and I'll be right there to hand you your key so you can continue to have the keys to success in your life. This talk that I want to have with you all today is about literally finding a way to maneuver your way through uncomfortability, challenge, change, resiliency, Maneuvering your way through resistance, meaning there are things in life that you are resistant to and you need to open up your mind so that you can become flexible in order, again, to maneuver your way through greatness, to greatness, by going through greatness. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Sean T., your host of Trust and Believe. You know, each and every week, I want to take you on a journey so you can live your best life. Listen, I'm going to end every episode with a truth bomb so that you can take something away to continue to believe in who you are. Catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Most of the time we look at a challenge as something, I mean, literally the definition of challenge, which is like tough, hard. But really, you need to look at the definition of challenge as greatness. Because if you actually move your body and your mind and your soul through tough moments, tough things, then guess what that's going to do? It's going to bring you to greatness. And so look at tough moments as greatness. You know, Chip was talking about on his Instagram story. First of all, for people in my podcast, if you don't know who Chip is, you can go to at Chip Hoffa. On Instagram, he was being a little bit of thirst trap e ish, if you will, because he was outside in Arizona with his shirt off. But we won't talk about that. But he did make a good point about loving your workout, working out, being fun, working out, being happy. And if you're not happy doing something, you need to make a change. And so, I just want to reference that he was being thirst trap ish. But um, and y'all know me, I like to tease him. But anyway, the whole point is. If you're maneuvering your way through something tough to get to something great, then the maneuver, the maneuvership, which is not a word, needs to be you looking at this challenge as something that's great. So technically, you are maneuvering your way through greatness to become greater. And I say all that to say that I started out my ST Amazing Race. And for those who don't know, you can go to my Instagram and check out the highlight section above. It's ST Amazing Race. And the, and Scott, put on this amazing birthday kind of scavenger hunt, amazing race for me. And I didn't know when it was going to start, but it started immediately after I finished my quarterfinal tennis match uh, for my very first tennis tournament. So I was already in a space where I was being absolutely challenged and emotionally overwhelmed, to be quite honest with you, and physically drained and beat down. My heels were hurting. I got flat feet. Thanks, mom. Um, but anyway, and I finished and I'm going to just leave the tournament. I was like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm exhausted. And then the tournament director, director calls me and says, Hey, Sean, can you come here for a second? Now, mind you, there's all these people outside watching this other tennis match that's going on. And then I go up to him. He's like, you know, thank you for being a part of the tournament this year. I hope you come back next year. And I'm like, I will. Cause I got to like, you know, defend my points. And then all of a sudden he hands me an amazing race envelope. And that was the beginning of my amazing race. And then so I'm like, thank you. You know, so I don't know if, uh, how many of you read my book, but Shy Sean immediately dropped in. Because I was like, I know Scott is going to want to make me read this note in front of all these people. And I'm like nervous. I start sweating. I'm literally sweating right now. I just had a drip from under my arms because I'm remembering that situation. And... Technically, I could have been like, I ain't reading this here. I'm going to get in the car. But I said, you know what? Being uncomfortable and going through something that you don't want to go through that's not going to hurt you, but that's going to help you is the first way to create and start a journey that's going to be amazing. So I ended up reading 
this letter in front of all these people and then they had the cameras up. I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is so terrible. I was literally so shy. But anyway, I did it. Got in the car. And so that was the start of my amazing race. And I'm not going to go to every section of my amazing race, but I am going to start by giving you guys some really interesting things that happened during the trip. Uh, first thing that happened, which was like emotionally overwhelming, was that we got to L.A. and my boys, NICU nurses, were there to watch the boys throughout this whole thing. And it was very emotional for me because the one NICU nurse that was there, Melissa, she had, and I talk about this in the documentary that we made for our boys, um, actually for our surrogacy journey. But the documentary, um, at the very, when we got home from, when we brought the boys home for the first time, I literally got into the kitchen and instead, instead of celebrating the fact that, um, oh my gosh, we're home with the boys for the first time, I had something really weighing on my heart. So Melissa was Silas's first NICU nurse. And we like literally fell in love with her from the beginning. You could tell she genuinely was like, I want these, I want this little boy to thrive. And I'm sure all NICU nurses are like that, but she never let me know until this trip actually that she was a fan of Shanti. Like she did, you would not know. Like she wasn't like, Oh my gosh, Shanti and Scott. Like she was like completely 100% professional. So we really fell in love with her as a person throughout the process of our boys being in the NICU. And during their three-week stay, Melissa's dad, who was an extremely healthy runner, he ran every day, he ate really healthy, he was a really great dad to all his adult kids, because she's in her 50s, ended up passing away abruptly. And so anyway, she had to stop being our NICU nurse, and we didn't see her. And I just felt so overwhelmed, because I want to be extremely happy bringing our boys home for the first time. And I want to celebrate this amazing journey that we've been on and celebrate. But when I walked in my house, I couldn't help but to think about the fact that I had a really tough time celebrating life when someone who I had met recently had lost their father. And I'm becoming a father. And it was so emotionally, it was so heavy for me. And Scott's dad and mom helped us in the house, you know, because we had boys, we had kids, so they didn't need help. And he, you know, he pulled out his camera and he was like, you know, how are you guys doing? Like, you're home. And I was like, oh, great. Like, this is amazing. And so his dad left. And and I was in the kitchen. And I and talk about emotional eating, y'all. Like, oh, my God. So I'm in the kitchen. And all of a sudden, I don't know, we had some, like, cinnamon bun pecan swirly thing. And I'm like, this is not something I should be eating right now. But I know I'm suppressing this emotion that's happening. And I start eating this cinnamon, but I'm just like eating this thing. And Scott is looking at me like, okay, our newborn boys are in the strollers right there and you eating this thing. And I'm leaning up against the counter and I immediately like, I just break down. It was literally like the toughest, most defining moment of having Kids, Like, I hadn't really cried until that point because it all hit me that I'm becoming a father and this is a gift. This is like one of the world's most amazing gifts and someone who I had just met that just, I felt a tremendous, tremendous amount of love for lost her dad and I'm becoming a dad and I sat in that kitchen and I, or I leaned up against the counter and I just like lost it and Scott 
is just being, let me tell you something about Scott. He is like the most amazing person. But at the same time, he's like, I'm filming this. And he was like, because I want you to remember this moment. You know, he's like, I want you to remember this moment. And I'm looking over at the boys who are, you know, newborn babies. They're not really crying. They're just like, when am I going to eat next? And um, I'm like eating this cinnamon bun, which is like kind of like the, the low-key humor out of the situation and bawling my eyes out. And simultaneously recognizing the fact that what we just brought home were two of the most precious gifts. And on top of that, we got two other precious gifts of becoming a dad. Because most people look at becoming, most people look at becoming a parent, actually the kids themselves are the gifts, but you becoming a parent is a tremendous gift. And so when I thought about someone who I thought to be just an amazing person losing their gift, it, it just hit me. So when I got to LA and they were my present, my one of my first presents, if you will, it just like hit me. And so it, I was like really emotional about it. And then so, um, so what I learned from that experience, you know, just talking about being resilient is just being 100% present with the fact that why and being 100% thankful to Scott for thinking outside the box, not just to be like, here, I want you to do this, but here, here's a present for you. I want to do this, but this is why, and, and this is so deep for you. So it was more than just a present. So that's how, partly how my amazing race started out. And that was incredible. And the other thing that happened in LA was that I went and played tennis at Okay, so I went to play tennis at UCLA, and I got my clue, and it was fine or whatever. We taped everything, so you guys will see it. But I'm giving you guys some really specific things that touch my soul. So I go down to the court, and I'm very smart. So I'm I'm like, who's going to show up on this court? I'm like, well, Serena can't be here because Serena's – I follow her on Instagram. And so anyway, I warm up for like an hour, hour and 15 minutes, and I'm playing with – this amazing, I think he's a, he's like the assistant coach of the UCLA. And I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. And then I didn't even realize that the UCLA tennis stadium was where they played the Olympics, which means there was greatness on that court. And I'm, so now I'm like, oh, maybe no one, maybe no one's going to show up. Maybe this is like, I was just like, this is enough to be on a court that I didn't even know was so close to me for so many years you know, you think like big grand slams in the U.S. Open in Paris, and you think they're the, the courts you want to be on. When I'm like, this is an Olympic stadium, and I'm playing, and I'm in the locker room, and I'm just like, wow. You know, I, ever since I started playing tennis, I wanted to be, I wish I could go back in time and play tennis as a, a kid so I could be, play college or professional. Anyway, so I'm playing, I'm in it, and then all of a sudden, Paul Anacone, who none of you probably know unless you're a tennis fan, who is Roger Federer's coach, walks out. And I'm so excited. And in that moment, I literally was able to transform and transition my mind to like the greatest tennis mind I had ever had. It'd be like me walking in a room while you're doing insanity, right? If you never met me before and I walk into your house and you're doing insanity, you're going to transition your life so that Shanti doesn't, you, so that you're just going to, you know, I'm speaking in third person. So that Shanti is like, you're going to be like, yes, Shanti. Like, yes, like Shanti's here and I need to do this insanity the best of my ability so that if he were to critique me, I'm doing it my best so I can get the best 
thing, you know? So I'm playing tennis the best, and he's still critiquing me and, and coaching me and telling me things to do. And I'm like, y'all, like, it was just, like, so amazing to play at such a high level, to play my best, and to have someone who is not only a tennis coach, but just, like, he's a life coach. To have him correlate amazing functional movement through tennis and translate it to life. Like, there's one thing in tennis when you're pulled close to the net in the backhand side to hit the ball up the middle, deep enough the middle so you have time to get back. And he's also kind of talking about how, you know, that's what you do in your life. When you feel like you're out of place, you have to reset. And in order to reset, you have to go long. You have to go deep. You have to think deeper. And I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? Like, this is amazing. So that's just another thing. So Paul Anacone, and it, it was just incredible. So then I, you know, I had a surprise party in LA. I went to Magic Mountain, which was really great. I got surprised by my soul brother. And I don't know if you guys know Soul, but his name is NC Fit Club on Instagram, um, Todd Midget. And here's the weird thing. I love Todd. He's literally one of my favorite people. But when I was on my way to Magic Mountain, I texted him. Mind you, I didn't know he was coming. I texted him and I was like, I really wish Alicia was here. This is his wife. I was like, I really wish Alicia was here to be to be at Magic Mountain because the year before we went to Cedar Point, we're huge Roller coaster fans. Now, mind you, I'm thinking they're in North Carolina, whatever. All of a sudden, we get through the gates of Magic Mountain, and all of a sudden, him and Alicia run up to me, and they happen to be there. And I'm like, I scream like a little girl. No lie. When the video comes out, I might be a tab. I ain't going to be embarrassed, but I might do one of these. You know, sometimes the gay comes out. But um, anyway, hold on. Let me take a drink. <laughs> So anyway, it was just like really special. I had a surprise party in L.A., which was great. Then we moved to New York. Um, I played some tennis. I do some amazing things. But the thing that happened in New York that was really profound for me was that Scott put together a surprise party for me. Was I really surprised about the surprise party? No, because it was somebody who kind of ruined it. But I had danced with Calvin Wiley, who was like, I'm going to have to talk about that. I'm going to have to talk about the Calvin Wiley story later because that's a whole hour in itself. But he was somebody who truly mentored me to my very first fitness DVDs. But anyway, we get to my party, which I kind of knew that I was having a surprise party. And we're in a party and I get on the mic and I was like, listen, this is going to be a dance party. This ain't going to be standing around like I want to be cute in my outfit because I don't really care what your outfit looks like if you can't move in it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like if you can't move to the beat or off beat because some people are off beat, but if you can't put on an outfit and move to the beat, bitch, bye, right? So, um, sorry, I'm being a little crazy. But, oh, it's Sunday, rats. I'm recording this on a Sunday. I shouldn't be able to curse. Dear Heavenly Father. Um, but anyway, so, you know, I get on the mic, I'm doing all this stuff, and then the, whatever, we're having a good time. We are dancing. Some of you may have seen the live. We are dancing. We are having a good time. And then all of a sudden, when the cake comes out, which I didn't get a taste of piece of my cake anyway, which I'm over, because I didn't even get a taste of piece of my wedding cake, and it was from the same people. I'm so pissed about it. But anyway, I'm up there, and people are, they're recognizing me and turning 40 and all this stuff, and I... I, I literally had this revelation where all of these people in, my, in this place 
are really special to me. Scott didn't invite everybody that I know. He invited people that literally have touched me in such a way. It, it was just very well thought out. But anyway, as I'm up there and they're about to sing happy birthday, maybe they did. I see my very first friend. I mean, I knew she was there, but I look over and I, I see my very first friend, my very first friend, y'all. Her name is Carmen. And then I look over and I see a woman who I met a couple years ago, but just recently we became friends. And I thought it was very profound how my very first friend is in this room and a woman who I just, a brand new friend that I just met is in this room and they both can touch my soul in the same way. And honestly, this is not a vain thing. This is a, I'm a proud, I'm proud of myself thing. The people in that room, I was like, wow. Like, I really, I had to maneuver my way through relationships and I had to get rid of friends in my life. And maybe some of them are glad. Maybe they wanted to get rid of me, right? Because I'm not perfect. However, at this stage in my life, I was very happy to have my first friend that I've ever met and the last person I'm able to call a friend that I connected with. And it was a 360 degree moment of like, thank you. As my grandfather would say, thank you, Jesus. But for me, it's more like, you know, thank you to everybody for being a part of my life and, you know, accepting me for who I am. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And, and going on this journey called Life with Me, and it was really spectacular and really amazing, and I was so happy. So anyway, we left New York, and we go to Madrid. And Madrid was amazing because, well, there was a couple of reasons why Madrid was amazing. Madrid was amazing, number one, because I had never beat jet lag in the same day. Usually when you fly, fly to Europe, you go to Europe and you tire as hell. Like when I tell you, you can't even open your eyes when you get off the plane. You better, you really better trust that taxi driver, right? Because he could take, or she could take you anywhere. I mean, some of y'all probably want to go somewhere else. But for me, I was like, I want to work out. And I want to stay awake till 10 o'clock. So me and Scott got in the room. We got on our clothes. I'm like, Scott, he was like, I got to go to the bathroom. I said, look, you got about 30 seconds, so you better figure it out. You better, are you going to number one and number two? Because I'm counting. Because I'm like, if I wait any longer, a brother's going to lay on his bed. And my goal was to stay up to 10 o'clock p.m. so I could sleep through the night. Anyway, we worked out. We did Insanity. And then I said, you know what, Scott? You plan this trip for me. Thank you. I'm in Madrid. And... L.A. and New York was so jam-packed with so many things that I knew at this moment I needed time to myself. And so I said to him, I was like, I need to have this, this day to myself. And I need to be in my own space. And Scott is just the bomb. He's like, okay, bye, Felicia. He's like, go have a good time. So I grabbed my little credit card, got my little permission to spend my money because he kind of like, you know, make sure, I don't go, make sure I don't go too overboard. And I just started walking the streets in Madrid now, first of all, let me tell you something. If you ain't never been to Madrid and you have a thing for Spanish people, you better go and you better wear some really dark sunglasses because let me tell you about you. 
you gonna be your head gonna be turning right and left. But if you got them good sunglasses on, you could do this. As a as a fitness instructor for the last twenty years, I've really worked on my peripheral vision, and it's a good thing that Scott don't mind if I look to the right or left sometimes when we're walking down the street because I admire good bodies and good booties. And I'm not just talking about the guys because I'm telling y'all right now. I'm, I tell people, I said this yesterday on stage. I'm a good wingman for guys. If any straight guy out there, if you want to go to the club, if you want to go to the mall, who still goes to the mall? Oh, Chip goes to the mall. If you still want to go to the mall and you want to pick up somebody or go to a little dive bar around the corner, I am the best wingman because I'm not afraid to go up to the girls. I'm a good flirt. I got a good game. And then just when they think that I'm going to be the one to ask them for their number, I direct their attention to the person I'm with. But anyway... When you, the point of that whole story was when you go to Spain, wear some dark sunglasses, especially if your spouse don't like you looking at other people. <laughs> or you can celebrate the hotness with them. So anyway, I'm walking around Madrid. It was amazing. It was fun. And then I just, I was shopping, y'all. When I tell you I was shopping, it was absolutely ridiculous. But then, you know, I'm walking and I get to a Dunkin' Donuts and I was like, I'm going to go to Dunkin' Donuts. I want to test Dunkin' Donuts out there with the Dunkin' Donuts in the States. Now, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. I love my United States Dunkin' Donuts, but that Dunkin' Donuts in Spain? You can. I don't know if I put it on my Instagram story, the highlights. I'm going to go add it to my highlights if I don't. But let me tell you about that donut. That donut, I was falling asleep like this before I was eating the donut because I was jet lagged. When I ate that donut, I perked up and I went shopping for another hour and a half. And Sam, Chip, oh, I was going to say Sam, Chip, Alex, and Scott, but Chip wasn't there. He just gave me the back of his head, y'all. But anyway, uh, Sam, Alex, and Scott went to dinner and they were like, are you going to go? I'm like, I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm, you know, I got my dark sunglasses on and I got my donut in my body. I'm going to do some more shopping. I walked. But anyway, I say all that to say this. You can take it, you can make it, dig deeper, come on y'all, trust and believe with Shanti. I know that was a lot, but I say all that to say, know, the lesson was know when you need to have time alone, know when you need to sit in your own space. Know when you need that because had I been around Scott all day as excited as I was to be there, I would have been kind of miserable because I wanted to maneuver my way through my own energy. And it's very important that you're able to maneuver your way through your own energy, be it very positive or very negative. Because when you are maneuvering your way through your energy, even when it's negative, it becomes a great experience if you are 100% transparent with the way you are feeling. But you have to be honest with yourself and know when it's time for you to sit in your own energy. A lot of times drama happens in the world because we take our energy and we give it to other people when you know damn well you negative as hell. So why carry your negativity into a space when you know you're going to create more negativity? You might as well sit in your own shit. Chip, you need to put a sign up to just put Sunday. I'm going to curse. You know what? I tried. You need to sit in your own stuff 
and maneuver your way through your own stuff. Because if you maneuver your way through your own stuff and you get out alive and you come out on top, guess what? Your shit becomes great. You know what I mean? All that stuff you're dealing with, it becomes great. And then you can look back at it and nobody else is going to get mad at you. Ain't nobody else going to get mad at you. You can look back and say, oh my gosh, like I was mad as hell. I had an attitude problem. But the only person that experienced the attitude problem was me. And when you can experience your own attitude problem, when you can have your own transparency with what you're going through, guess what? When you come out on the other side, greatness ensues. And when you when you take yourself back around other people, they're going to get greatness and they're going to say, how was your day? Mm, hold on, y'all. They're going to say, how was your day? And you're going to be able to say, bitch, I woke up in a bad mood. I was negative, Nelly. But you know what? I went in my own energy and I changed it so that when I came around you, I was feeling great and I feel great. And guess what? They're going to give you a high five instead of a head roll or eye roll, right? Even though emoji eye roll is probably my favorite emoji. But they're going to give you a high five instead of an eye roll because they're going to be like, congratulations, number one, for knowing that you had an attitude problem. Congratulations for fixing it. And damn sure, congratulate you for not bringing it around them. Because can you imagine if you held on to that negative energy to go meet up with your friend at night when y'all was supposed to go to the movies and go to dinner and have a good glass of wine and you sitting there mad as hell like a bump on the law? Like, what is that going to do for the world? But no, you sat in your own energy, you figured your own shit out, and you came out on top feeling great about who you are. And that's what I did in Madrid. Hey y'all, when we come back next week, we're going to finish this conversation. Have an amazing week and continue to trust and believe in who you are. My name is Shanti. Peace out. I could not do this podcast on my own, so I would love to thank Todd Midget at NC Fit Club for producing such an amazing podcast and being able to really put the message out there for you guys. Another huge shout out to Michael McBride and his team of Kanisha Holiday and Gabriel Mudd for the new Trust and Believe theme song. You guys really did an amazing job and really put forth the effort of helping people trust and believe. And last but not least, I would love to give a huge shout out to Coffee Anderson because your truth bombs would not be as impactful if he didn't give you that theme song as the intro. Last but not least, me. I thank you. I am your biggest fan. And I hope you come back every week ready to trust and believe with an open mind so that we together can live our best lives and believe in who we are. You can find Michael McBride at The Real McBride on Instagram. And you can find Todd Midget at NC Fit Club if you want some music or video editing. Continue to trust and believe in who you are. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 